This is for the others out there, the other ambitious people who want to play at a higher level in their life. It's time to get curious and get real. Join me, and together, let's find the others. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Find the Others podcast for the other ambitious people out there who want to play at a higher level. I'm your host, Joshua Church here. New episodes dropping every Wednesday and Sunday. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can get the notification when a new episode drops. And if you're enjoying the podcast, you find something that might be valuable, be sure to share with a friend who also might be into it so that we can help grow our tribe of others. Today, I'm excited to bring you the first of many to come of what I'm calling Hump Day Hype. Every Wednesday, you can expect a little nugget to hit your phone here to stream and tune into, a little bit more of a digestible, shorter piece of content of something most likely more timely that I'm learning or growing through or a story that I'm sharing or principle that I want to share that I found to be very, very helpful for not only myself as I've integrated into my life, but for other people as well, other clients and friends that I've helped work through some different shifts. So without further ado, welcome to the first Hump Day Hype. Hey, everybody, Joshua Church here, your host for the Find the Others podcast. Just dropping in today for a bit of a shorter episode, I wanted to drop in and share with you right now three things that I've been implementing over the past number of years that have really, really helped me from a productivity standpoint more than anything. So three principles that I've really embodied, that I've learned and put into practice tried and true, tested to the limit and shared with other clients and friends alike. And these are three principles that are at the heart of what I believe allows me to be very productive and get a lot more done than I at least used to. And when we talk about competing, I talk a lot about competing. It's you versus yourself. It's yourself versus your potential. So every morning I wake up and I realize that there's myself, Joshua Church, or JC, let's say. And then there's also my potential. I like to call him JP, Joshua's potential. Now, every day is a competition between me and my potential because I like to visualize that my potential is living my life, every moment of my life of that day, to the highest potential possible. So JP, Joshua's potential, he's not hitting snooze. He's getting up, first alarm out of bed. He's going through his morning routine. He's making his bed, right? He's doing his thing. He's hitting the journal. He's doing the meditation, the things that he knows allows him to fully show up for himself and for the world around him. So JP's off to the races. So now as I wake up in JC's body, I get a choice to compete. Am I going to hit snooze? Because if I hit snooze, then I'm one step below behind JP. And something that the the famous basketball coach John Wooden from UCLA said is that, uh, and this always sticks with me when it comes to making daily effort, is that you can't give 80% today and then tomorrow give 120% to make up the balance, to make up the difference. When he's talking about his team's practicing habits, he says, you, it doesn't work that way because you can't give more than 100%. So any day that you're not giving 100%, that potential there, that gap, that's gone. Now, that's not supposed to be depressing or sad, but instead motivating. And to me, it's at least motivating to give every day 
the best shot I can to reaching that potential. Now, it's never it's never really reachable or feasible because we're human. We're not perfect. We're not supposed to be perfect. At least I believe that or else we'd be angels floating around in the sky, right? We're human beings. We have these human bodies. We have these monkey minds. We have these certain physical limitations that can actually really empower us when we learn to understand them instead of trying to just avoid them entirely. So there's a lot of beauty in that when, when you come to realize that. So uh, giving, chasing after JP, Matthew McConaughey, says in his awesome Oscar speech, which I recommend everybody putting on YouTube after this pot, after you listen to this is Matthew McConaughey Oscar speech. It's awesome. He talks about always having someone to chase. And for him, he's chasing himself 10 years from 10 years from now, 10 years in the future, having that person to chase every day. He knows he'll never get there, but he's constantly chasing that person. So this is kind of the foundation for uh, why I aim to show up as my highest and best self every day, because I know that my potential is doing just that. And a friend shared with me this quote once that completely rocked me. He said, the definition of hell is meeting the person you could have become. Yep. I'm gonna say that one more time. The definition of hell is meeting the person you could have become. And that's just like always like, Oh shoot, that's crazy. That's a lot right there. But unpacking that it can really, it's really inspiring to me because we have unlimited potential. David Goggins is a, is a great author that talks a lot about this, a former Navy SEAL. And you know, he's an ultra marathon runner, insane. Can't hurt me is his novel. Great read, great audiobook listen, highly recommend. But he, he's like a perfect proponent of this, of just continuously stretching and just un unbelievably finding how much more potential there is for him. So I, I always love chasing this potential, chasing JC, JP as JC and, and more of like, it's a game. It's a fun, it should be fun. It's a game and in more of a fun way, but, and also in that way of like, let's compete, like let's get after it because that inner, that inner human being in me, that inner competitor in me, like wants to compete and you've got to compete with yourself every single day. So the three shifts that I have, the three foundations that I use from a productivity standpoint that I think have really helped me. The first one, the first one is this idea of Pareto's principle or Pareto's law. Now, Pareto's law states that 80% of your outputs come from 20% of your inputs, meaning that not all actions are created equally. 80% of the results that you that you, that you you see on a day-to-day -day basis actually come from 20% of your inputs. And this holds true across the board. So 80% of the success that you find in your business, let's say, comes from 20% of your products or 20% of your focus on the business. 80% of the headaches that you have in your business typically come from 20% of the source of things. Uh, so, so that really holds true. And what that leads me to always question every single day is, what is the 20%? What is the few things that I can focus on that will drive the greatest results? Because there really is a few. And the distracting things that like to take up the other 80%, they don't, really, they don't really drive much results at all. So I like to focus on those things. A great recommendation for a book, if you're interested in this, is called The One Thing. And The One Thing is, uh, is great. The whole premise of this book, you don't need to read it, I can give you the whole snapshot right now, is always ask yourself, what is the one thing that I can do so that by doing so, it makes all things easier or unnecessary. What is the one thing I can do so that by doing so, it makes all other things easier or unnecessary? And this leads me to what I like to call like the domino effect. So dominoes are incredible because if you take a domino, a, the next domino can knock over another domino that's 50% bigger. So let's say you start with a two inch domino. You knock over that two inch domino, then it knocks over another domino. By the eighth domino, you're at three feet tall. The 10th domino 
is going to be as tall as a six foot three man. By the 18th domino, you're looking at a domino the size of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And the 23rd domino is the size of the Eiffel Tower. The 31st is taller than Mount Everest. And the 57th domino would bridge the difference between the Earth and the moon. Absurd, right? Totally crazy. It's from a two-inch domino. So I'm always wired to focus on when I'm setting my get-to-do list, as I call it, and that's a whole other episode of my whole to-do system. But when you start, when I set my when I set my one thing for the day, I'm always asking myself this. I'm asking myself, what is the what is the one thing that I can focus on that can drive the most results? So this is really, really powerful concept. The second principle, so that's Pareto's principle. The second principle is the Parkinson's law. Now, Parkinson's law comes from a a gas theory that gas expands to the space that it's given. So this translates to the idea that however long you give yourself to do something, that's how long it's going to take. We all know this is anyone that was a student, anybody that went to college or was in high school knows this, that if you have 24 hours to to do a paper, you're going to get it done 24 hours. If you have two weeks to do it, you're going to wait until the 11th hour of that last day of that second week to actually submit it. So we're going to take as much time as we give ourselves. That's that's Parkinson's law. So it's really great because when you use those two in tandem, it's super powerful because the way that I see it when I use the Pareto's principle and Parkinson's principle together in tandem is what are the fewest things that can drive the most results, the meatiest items, let's say. Okay, I've identified those. Now, I want to make sure I set the most aggressive timeline as possible to get those done because I know I'll get it done. Leveraging accountability for this is massive. Tagging a friend, hey, Hold me accountable to making sure I get this done. A coworker, boss, whatever it might be. Hey, make sure I get this done by then. Once you articulate it to other people, the chances of you actually completing it and doing it skyrocket completely. So those together are really incredible. And I found just by really diving into that and being like, okay, all the stuff that have been on the back burner that I know are important, but I think they're going to take too much time. They end up just sitting on the list for days, weeks, months even. And so I just kind of did an experiment the other week where I went back and I, and I looked at those things. I was like, okay, this seems like a massive endeavor, but let me just knock it out and see how long it takes. Every single time, like something that I thought would take two weeks to do, it took two hours. Something that I thought would take a few hours to do really only took less than a half hour. So I realized also that some of these bigger things that we put off because we perceive that they're bigger or they're going to take more time, it's really just a story we're telling ourselves. And as soon as we get into it and you put the mental space forward, we can get it done much, much quicker. So this is the power of leveraging these short timelines and giving yourself less time to do things because you know you're going to get them done. And you and, and it's, it's amazing the space, the mental space and the energetic space that opens up when you actually just dive in and do it because it really doesn't take that long. It's more of just the mental chatter that's telling you it's going to take a long time. So you put it off. So identify the important things that are going to drive the most results and set the most aggressive timelines as possible to do it. That's the second principle working in tandem. And the third was just a fun one that I started doing recently that I wanted to share because it's too good not to. And this is something everybody's got a to-do list. Now this is something called the not to-do list. So on my to-do system, I have now below, I have something called my NTD or my not to-do list. And right now there's two things on the not to-do list. The first thing is Do not check in email, Slack, or social media 
the non-essential communications. They're, they're essential, but they're non-time essential. Those, those non-essential time essential communications until I do my one thing for the day. So I'm focusing on my one thing and I've got my whole team on board and they're aware of this as well. So it's something you can experiment. Even if you have a boss or you're working with other people, experiment with it. See what happens. See, ask them to try it out for a week. And if it doesn't work, then, then you can go back to it or a day even. So not checking those things until I do that because so many times I, you know, I, I have what I want to do set out for the day, but then I, you know, I log on to Slack or I check my email and then there's like a million of seemingly pressing things to do that really they could wait a few more hours. And by result of actually focusing on those things in the morning, then the big media item, the big one thing gets pushed back and then sometimes it doesn't even happen. So staying focused and waking up and not checking those things. That's the first thing I have on my not to do list. And then the second thing I have on my not to do list is, um, is breaking my screen time limits. So for those of you who don't know, you should get on it right away on, on your iPhone. You can go set screen time limits. Um, Apple tracks all this data and you can even put a widget on the new, uh, update and you can put it on your phone. So I'm tracking my screen time. It's right front and center of my phone. So I know how many hours I'm, or how many minutes or hours I'm spending on my phone and which apps I'm spending them on. It's really, really humbling. It's really sobering. So, um, I've set up screen time limits. So for example, social media, I have a 15 minute a day limit for social media because I like to stay plugged in and connected and I like to interact and keep up with my friends, but I find that any time more than 15 minutes is just kind of wasted. Like it's not necessary for me to like get what I need out of that and stay present, stay up to date, stay current and, um, and get enjoyment from the app because I, I definitely do that as well. So more than 15 minutes is where it becomes just like, this is unnecessary. Now we're going into like just procrastination mode or addiction mode. So I set the 15 minute timer and you can ignore the timer very quickly. And I'm sure some of you do that. I've done that chronically. It's like, oh, 15 minutes up. Okay, cool. Give me 15 more minutes. Oh, okay, cool. Like ignore till tomorrow. But just by having it on my to-do list now, I'm wired to check it off. Like I don't want to not check it off. So now that it's there, I'm going to make sure it happens. So I have been honoring those screen time limits, um, hundred percent consistently since I've started tracking them on my to-do list. So that's another little hack there, whatever it might be that, you know, you need to not do put it on the list because you'll you're if your mind works anything like mine, then you'll want to make sure you cross it off and it'll help you get it done. So those are the three little tidbits for today. Uh, Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule, Parkinson's law, the, the gas law of expansion of time, and, um, and then the not to-do list. So hopefully you can take some little nugget from this. This is all great. We talk about it. It's awesome. But the real work now comes in actually integrating it. So I wish you a wonderful, wonderful week and weekend and best of luck competing against your potential. It's happening every day, whether you want to admit it or not. Let's stack the odds in your favor and let's get after your potential. Much love, guys. We'll talk soon. 